0: So this morning, I want to move and continue to move in the trajectory and direction that we've been going. How many know over the last few weeks, we've been experiencing the presence of God and the move of God, and then the message has gone along with that, right? This morning, I want to talk to you about the voice of God. How many many ever imagine what the voice of God sounds like? I have. It's James Earl Jones or Morgan Freeman or right? Somebody with that deep baritone voice. The voice of God. Doug, how does it go? You got a microphone right there. How does it go? Go ahead, Doug. Here's your voice. The voice of God. That's more like it, right? Bryce, do you hear that? No? The thing is this, when we talk about hearing the voice of God. I think how many times do we struggle to understand and hear the voice of God in our life? See, the truth is this, I just want to know him more i just want to know the presence of god more i want to know the character of god more i want to know his attributes more i want to know who he is in my life so last week we talked about the call of god the initial call of god which is the call to salvation that's the initial call of god then we talked about the secondary call of god that's the mission or the action that he has called you to how many are called of god come on anybody who's called of god here we're all called you can all raise your hands. Are you listening this morning? Who's called of God? Hey, there we go. Good response. Where are you called of God to? There are some people who are called to the mission field. They, called to, they feel like they're called to go to Africa. They feel like they're called to go to Zimbabwe or other places in Central America and beyond. There's other people that feel called. I know a pastor that he felt called to go to Alaska. Oh, wow, that's quite the call. I felt called to Esterville, Iowa. Amen? Some of you said amen. (laughs) Oh, how many know that we want to hear clearly the voice of God in our life? Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for the message this morning. Oh, Lord, even though this has been a tough week, Lord, I thank you that you've given me inspiration and insight into what it is to speak into the church this morning. Lord, I pray that everything said would not be my words or my thoughts, but yours. Your words are the only words that are life changing, that are soul changing, that have lasting impact. Lord, I rely on you this morning. I lean into your goodness this morning. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. As I was thinking about this week, and I was thinking about the message this week, and um, I don't always have like a message calendar, but I have a, a, an idea of where God is taking us. And so when I have an idea of where God is taking us, then I go, okay, what is, uh, what is the next step, Lord? And so I pray about it every time before I, before I even begin to study. I pray and I say, Lord, I pray that this message would be a message for the, the people that are here and it would be a message for them now and it would be a message that would have impact. And Lord, use me. And I felt the Lord speaking to me multiple times about hearing the voice of God. How do we know if we've heard the voice of God? I'm going to ask you a question this morning. You don't have to answer it. But there are some people here who would say, I have heard the voice of God. If that's you this morning, again, you don't have to raise your hand. But what happens when you hear the voice of God? Peter is preaching in Acts chapter 2, and he references the words of the prophet Joel. And he says this in Acts chapter 2, verse 17. In verse 18 It says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my men servants and maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Somebody say, Amen. In the last days, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Say, all people. Say, that's me. Amen. Are you a a believer? Are you a child of God? Are you saved by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony? Come on. When the Spirit of the Lord is poured out, it will pour out on you. Say, me. Thank you. It will pour out on us. And your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Right, Steve? I'm not going to point to any old men this morning. (laughs) So we see two ways, three ways, really, that God speaks to us. Now, I want to be very careful here. I want to be extremely careful here. Because we start to see some of the ways that God speaks to us one is through prophecy another is through visions and yet another is through dreams now there have been uh last week how many remember we looked at the vision of Isaiah right last week we looked at Isaiah we looked at the vision that God had given Isaiah and it was powerful and it was moving and and God spoke direction through Isaiah for Israel, right? God spoke prophetically through Isaiah. And in fact, part of that vision was a, a, a vision of Christ, a seeing the scene the, what was going to happen when Christ came to earth and was born as a, born of a virgin, died on a cross, all, the, all those good things, right? So we see the, the vision in Isaiah, and we say, okay, God speaks through vision. There have been times in my life, and I want to say again this carefully, where I believe that God has graced me with what could be described as prophetic vision or prophetic dreams. Now, how many know, uh, if you know me at all, you know I'm very, very careful to use that terminology. I'm very careful because for so long and by so many people, it's been misused and abused right I have a word of the Lord for you I just need a major credit card come on you know what I'm talking about I remember oh sickens me to this day it really does I want to share a little bit about myself and about my family uh my grandmother loved the Lord I mean really loved the Lord she was exuberant in her faith she was excited about her faith Uh, She's not here today, but if you think about Mary, uh, Mary reminds me a lot of my grandmother. Everywhere she went, she would talk to people about the Lord. She had a a ministry and a heart. uh, In her words, her heart was for lost and forlorn people. She just had so much compassion for people. She was also one who was very, very uh, quick and receptive to anybody that said they had a word from god and in some ways to where it was devastating for her she had a son my dad she had a daughter my aunt and she had another son who was my uncle my uncle uh, around 1981 or so left the family and never came back he took off he, he left he essentially ran away, and he ran away to, to uh, we found out he lived in Hawaii somewhere, and he was living a life, and um, a lifestyle that was entirely anti-biblical, and, and it was really uh, devastating for my grandma to learn those things. But she prayed time and time and time again that God would bring her son back to her. She prayed time and time and time again that, that that Lord just just I pray that He would show up or give me a call or write a letter or something to reach out. I still remember being at the church service where we had a special speaker. And my grandma went up to him and, and with her very sweet. Uh, very sweet you know just soft hands and gentle voice and and she just she pleaded with him to give her a word about her son she was desperate if you're a parent you understand how desperately you want your children to know the Lord and so he gave her a word quote unquote that before she died he would come back to her And she gave to the ministry. There's far too many people that claim to have a word of the Lord when either they're off base or they're simply lying. We have to be careful as Christians. We have to be discerning as Christians as to who we listen to and who we take from. People that claim to have a word of the Lord that may have nothing to do with your life. If somebody has spoken God's word over your life, if, you, if somebody has given a prophecy in your life, how, how many have ever been there? Get God, somebody spoke a, a prophetic word over your life, right? That happens. And there's times where it's legitimate, and there's times where it's not. And that's where we have to have discernment. I still remember when a, a pastor, a well-known evangelist and missionary, spoke God's word into my life. Nothing he spoke was anything that wasn't already in my heart. It's what God had already spoken to me, and he just everything that he said confirmed everything that God had already spoken to me. It wasn't out of left field. It wasn't out of right field. It was directly, exactly what God had already spoken to me in my heart. It was powerful. It was moving. It was incredible. And it was genuine. And I knew that God had confirmed what he'd already put in my heart, right? We, and this is kind of a rabbit trail. This isn't even uh, off into what's happening here. But I want us as Christians to be aware And discerning of those who say they're speaking into our lives. Amen. We want to be aware and discerning as Christians. Amen. Now, when it comes to visions and dreams, I will I can only tell you what's happened in my life. Um, a few times in my life, I believe God has given me direction to where he wants me to go in dreams. Now, I'm I'm not <laughs> again, I'm being very very careful about this because of the way it has been used and misused. But the thing is this, I've had dreams about specific times in my life that have no meaning then, but then have great meaning later. When years and years after I have the dream, I'm living out the very thing I dreamed about. And I mean specifics. How many of you, has that ever happened to anybody? It gives me a comfort. It gives me a a sense that God is directing me. It gives me, I kind of, I love it. I am both humbled and encouraged that I'm doing what God wants me to do and I'm where God wants me to be. That's the way it's worked in my life. Maybe that's the way it's worked in your life. But there's other ways that God speaks to us. What are? How else does God speak to us? I like this. This is one of the most uh, more powerful accounts in Scripture. It's found in Exodus 33, and we are given the account of Moses. Say, Moses, Moses. When we think about great men in Scripture. Great fathers of the faith. we Moses, right? Abraham, Moses, Jesus. We think about Paul. We think about these, I mean, great, high and lifted up figures within Scripture. Moses is right there. Amen? Exodus 33, verse 7 says this. Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp. A good distance from the camp and he called it the tent of meeting and it came about that everyone who sought the lord would go out to the tent of meeting when it was out which was outside the camp and it came about whenever moses went out went out to the tent that all the people would arise and stand each at the entrance each at the entrance of his tent and gaze after moses until he entered the tent listen to this carefully I like this and it came about whenever Moses entered the tent a pillar of cloud the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent and the Lord would speak with Moses when all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent All the people would arise and worship, each at the entrance of his tent. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face, just as a man speaks to his friend. I don't know if you remember this. This is about three, four years ago. I taught about this. I taught about Moses and the tent and the tent of meeting and what God had had spoken to him and what God had done through him. And I like what happens here. Because Moses wants to know God intimately. How many want to know God intimately? How many want to have a relationship with His presence, right? Moses wants to have a relationship with God. Moses speaks to God face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Wanting to know God more intimately, he makes this petition, and he does it in verse 13. Now therefore I pray... If I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you and that I, might have, that I may find grace in your sight, and consider that this nation is your people. That's the request he has. And he said, My presence will go with you, this God saying, and I will give you rest. Somebody say, Amen. How many want rest? I do. I want rest. I want rest in my spirit. I want rest in my soul. I want rest in my life. Because that's what brings about rejuvenation. That's what brings about revival. Verse 15. Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight? except you go with us so we shall be separate your people and i from all the people who are upon the face of the earth moses says listen we are not going anywhere we are not leaving your presence we're not leaving your presence we're not going to separate ourselves we would rather be separated from everybody on earth than be separated from your glory amen we would be rather rather be separated. Everybody on earth than be separated from your presence. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. So God gives Moses exactly what he asks for. But Moses has one more request, and it's found right here. Please show me your glory. Please show me your glory. I want you to consider this for a moment. Moses has spent incredible amounts of time in God's presence. Right? I mean incredible amounts of time. It says the Lord spoke with him as a friend. The only there's very, very few in scripture that we see spent this much time with God. We see, of course, Christ. We see uh, some some prophets. We see Enoch, who, who was who was who walked with God, and he was and was not for God took him. Right? I love that. I love that. You know that, Mike? I do. I love that man. He walked with God. Enoch walked with God, and he was and was not for God took him. One day just walk. I love my family. I do. But one day just walking around just mean God and just God's like, I want you up here. Right? Man, you funny. I want you up here. Not everybody thinks I'm funny, but that's okay. God wants, wants how many to be so close to his presence, to be so intimate with his glory, to be so close with him that that. the reality here and the reality there starts to shift. You realize this is just a temporary place. Amen? This world is not my home. I'm just passing through, right? We start to think about this life sometimes when we go, God, I just want to grab a hold of it. I want to hang on to it as much as I can for as long as I can. god is saying man you're there for a purpose you're there for a reason but man i want you to get as close to me as possible so that when the time comes it's just you coming home i want to be able to visit there as much as i can while i'm here right that's what moses does this one request he spent incredible amounts of time with god but he still has that request it's the request that we should have in our hearts Lord, please show me your glory. Show me your glory. If there's anybody that should have been satisfied with this presence, it should have been Moses. But when you know him, it makes you want to know him more. When you start to know him, it makes you want to know him more. Please show me your glory. Somebody say amen. I like this we can never fully understand God Bible says we see through a mirror dimly we can never fully understand God but we can know him we can know his presence we can know his spirit we can have intimacy with him how many know that you can only identify the voice of somebody if you know them anybody Everybody have a phone? Oh, I have a phone. You ever use this to call somebody? And they answer the phone and they go, hello? And you go, hello? And they go, oh, hi. What's up? And you go, oh, nothing. What's up with you? And you don't recognize their voice. You ever, you ever answer this phone? you go, I have no idea who this is. I have no idea who this is. The thing is this, people are afraid to ask. People are afraid to say, Oh, uh, hey, wait a minute. Uh, can I ask who is this? When I was a kid, this is stupid. It's funny, but it's stupid. When I was a teenager. How many remember phone books? We used to have those. Uh, they were really useful. We would me and my friends. We'd pick out random numbers in the phone book, call them, and say, "Hey, man!" And they go, "Hey," go, "How you doing?" Good. Oh, great! Hey, you want to hang out later? And they go, "Yeah, sure." All right, see you later. Click. And then just it was stupid, right, dog? That's dumb. Doug's like, don't you ever do that to me? <laughs> but it was dumb. But how many know it? Because they didn't know us. They didn't know me. So when somebody calls up on the phone, and you don't know them, and they go, Hello, and they don't say their name, I can't, well, I don't understand that. Sometimes I go, Hey, this is Pastor David, I answered the phone that way, right? And then they say, Hey, I remember one time I was as a youth pastor, I was laying in bed Saturday morning. And all of a sudden, the phone rang. I go, hello, this is Pastor David. And the guy goes, hey, is it okay if I come over? I'm thinking, I did this prank. I know what's going on. And I go, yeah, sure, I guess. He goes, okay, be there shortly. Click. I was thinking, that's the same prank I did, except he showed up. I had no idea who it was, what the situation was, it seemed urgent. And I had no idea until he got there and I went, oh, it's you. Here's the thing. When someone speaks to you, you want to understand who it is, right? When God speaks to me, I want to know it's God. When God speaks to you, don't you want to know that it's God? Listen, because there are those who are trying to trick us. There are enemies of God that are trying to portray themselves as the voice of God, when in reality they are not the voice of God. They're trying to lead you away from God's direction for your life. Some people are trying to uh, uh, trying to ascertain the voice of God by looking into the stars and looking to horoscopes. They're trying to find the direction of their life by looking to means other than God. Last week we spoke about Saul who became Paul on that road to Damascus where God audibly spoke into his life. Audibly. what, What does audibly mean? Out loud, right? Mike Hansen. this is not God, but you get the point, right? Audibly, in his ears, could hear the voice. It's Jesus saying, why are you persecuting me? There's sometimes, and I want to be again very careful here, where God speaks by prophecy, God speaks by visions, God speaks by dreams, and then here we see that God speaks audibly, out loud. We see God speak audibly to many people throughout the Bible. Um, In fact, quite a few people throughout the Bible. One of my favorite accounts of God speaking audibly is found in Samuel chapter 3. I'm not going to bring it up on the the slide here. It's not on the slide. But I want to read to you this account. It's 10, 10 verses. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. Now, the Bible says, In those days, the word of the Lord was rare and there were not many visions. Meaning that the word of the Lord, people people weren't receiving God's word. They weren't hearing the voice of God. But one night, verse 2, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the Ark of God was. I want you to consider this, okay? Uh, without getting into the entire backstory, uh, how many know the story of Samuel pretty well? If you grew up in church, Bible school, uh, uh, children's church, a lot. Of, okay, Samuel's mother, his name was her name was Hannah, right? Hannah wanted a child, prayed for a child. Uh, there was this, There was another wife that was in the picture. That was, uh, she was married to this dude. Another wife's in the picture and she could have all the children she wanted and she would make fun of Hannah. Hannah would be grieved in her heart. But then uh, Hannah prays to God, goes and prays to God and prays at the temple and says, Lord, I have, give me a child. And Eli, the priest, sees her, sees her praying and thinks that she's drunk and goes to her and says, stop drinking, get out of here. And she says, I'm not, I'm not drunk. I'm grieving in my soul. I'm praying for a child. And Eli blesses her and says, Go, may the Lord's favor be upon you. So she gives birth to a child. The Bible says that that after she weaned him, she brings him to the temple and dedicates him to God. So the boy Samuel is raised in the very house of the Lord. And we find out here that his bedroom, or where he's lying down, is where the ark of God was. That which contains the very presence of him. Amen? It says this in verse 4. Then the Lord called Samuel. So I want you to imagine the Lord calling Samuel. Samuel. And Samuel answered here I am but he ran to Eli and said here I am you called me but Eli said I did not call you go and lie back down so he went and lay down verse six again the Lord said Samuel And samuel got up and he went to eli and he said eli here i am you called me and Eli said i did not call you go back to bed verse 7 uh, this is interesting now samuel did not yet know the lord or better with the better i like how it says this the word of the lord had not yet been revealed to him meaning that god up until this point had not spoken to him the word of the lord had not been revealed to him yet and now we come to verse eight the third time i like this the third time the lord said samuel and samuel got up and went to eli And said, Here I am, you called me. I have to imagine by this time, Samuel was probably getting a little sick of it. I imagine there's times I do this to my son Eli. I'll be in a room and I'll say, Eli. I won't say it like that. So Eli, and he goes, Coming. And then sometimes I'll hide. He comes looking. The other day, I was in his room. He went looking all over this thinking house when I was just in his room, just waiting there. Third time. Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. I think we need a little demonstration here. I think I don't think I'm doing it justice. Bryce Hansen, could you come here? No, please. Come on. Doug, I'm gonna need you up there as well. There, I'm doing this to, to to make a point. Okay, I'm not doing it just to just to pick on you, even though it's a good perk. All right. If if I could ask you, who is one of the one of the biggest teachers and influences in your life? That guy right up there, right? I didn't rehearse this with you. You didn't know I was going to ask you that, but I knew that's what your answer was going to be. Because I know Bryce and I know Doug and I know the relationship they have, right? So he is the biggest influence in your life he's the biggest teacher and influence he's your mentor right all right imagine one day you're lying down go ahead and you hear your father call your name oh and you get up and you go to your father and he says no no go go lie back down so you lie back down you go, okay, now you're just getting you're getting rested. All right, long day. Been doing stuff by the ark, and all of a sudden you hear it again. Bryce. And you go, man, what in the world? Come on. Now again, you go to him, you come back, you lie down. Now you're like, all right, getting ready for bed now. Got my teddy bear, got my got my stuff, here we go. And now you hear it again. Bryce. And now you go to him a third time why do you go to him no no not not because he called why do you go to him because it's the voice of your father bryce you go, know, that's my dad that's that's my mentor that's my teacher samuel say thank you bryce you may have a seat samuel says that's eli that's eli that's my mentor that's my teacher give bryce a hand he did good So Eli, he goes to a third time. The third time, Doug says, Bryce, right? Bryce comes to him, and he says, hold on, I, I hear my mentor, I hear my father, I hear my teacher. Samuel goes to Eli, and Eli goes, whoa, whoa okay, something's going on here. Eli is older, he's, he's, his eyes are losing sight, but he, he's sharp. And he says, okay, hold on. If you hear it again, respond by saying, I'm here, Lord. Respond by this, saying, Your servant is listening. So Samuel went went and laid down in his place. Verse 10, The Lord came. The Bible says the Lord came and stood there. I don't know if you ever saw that before. That the Lord came and stood there. And again, he called Samuel. 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 And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Now, one of my favorite aspects of this account is that when God spoke to Samuel audibly, Samuel heard the voice of his mentor and his teacher. Some people would ask, does God still speak that way? Does does God, I mean, really, Pastor David, does God still speak that way? I will say this, a few things. One, is I have never heard the audible voice of God. I haven't. I've prayed for it. Said, Lord, I would (laughs) listen. How much easier would life be if I just heard David, don't do that? Right? Come on. I hear it from my wife far too often. I don't need to hear it. My voice is cracked. That was weird. Uh, All right. How much easier would it be for us if God just gave us clear here's what to do. How much easier would that be, right? So does God still speak that way to people? And if He does, then why don't I hear Him? How much easier? Oh Lord, it would be so much easier if you would just speak to me, right? So much easier if you would just speak to me. I lost my place in here and i got to find it again. that i would say a few a few things and it's this yes i believe that he still speaks in this way to people not to many but to a few as a pastor uh, a pastor i know a friend of mine this is a pastor that i know personally uh, told me that for years he had been praying that god would speak to him audibly He had been, uh, I mean, years and years and years just saying, God, I want to hear your voice. God, I want to hear you speak audibly. Whether it be confirmation or, or, or testimony, whatever it would be, Lord, I want to hear your voice. So one day, he's in his garage. He's working on furniture. When he heard the Lord speak his name, he said, it was as if somebody was right behind me and said my name and he turned and looked and nobody was there so he went back to working on his furniture when he heard his name again now i'm (laughs) i'm i can be a cynical person sometimes i'd be looking for like all right where's he at like where's the walkie talkie or something like that right But no, this, I mean, right behind him, he heard his name. He turned and looked, nobody there. Heard it again, nobody there. Now, he didn't tell me the whole of his conversation with God, but I remember something that I found really profound about it, that when the voice called his name, it sounded like his father. And by father... uh, his mentor, his teacher. I found that so interesting. Because listen, I want to be very clear. I don't know how that how it's, you know, I don't know that it's this way in every instance, right? I don't know that it's that way in every instance. There's no indication in Scripture about that. There's also no indication in Scripture that God won't speak to us audibly today. There's no indication of that. We We, we are open to that. Amen. I want God to speak. Amen. Man, I would love, man, just all of a sudden just cut me out and let God speak to us. Amen. I can say clearly that I have never heard the loud, audible voice of God, but I hope to someday. Before I pass into glory, Lord, I would love to hear your voice. Amen. I would. Until then, listen, I get to exercise my faith that He speaks. I get to exercise how much easier it would be if God just spoke. Louise. But how much faith would it require of us? And that's the aspect of this entire topic that we can't miss. God may not have spoken audibly to you or to me. He may not have spoken to you audibly. He may not have spoken to you in dreams or or visions, but I can have faith that God has spoken to both you and to me. In fact, I can point you to the book, chapter, and verse where God has spoken into your life and into mine. Amen? Because here's something that if you weren't aware of, you should probably be aware of as a believer. The Bible is God's word for our lives. If you want to know what God says, you need to know what he said. I'm just waiting for the Lord to speak to me. I'm just waiting for the Lord to give me direction. Man if he uses. I'm just waiting for him to speak to me this is the Lord's word oh. from the descendants of Benjamin all the men 20 years or older da, 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 from the descendants of Dan, from the descendants of Asher, from the descendants of Naphtali. Okay, Lord, I'm good. Thank you. We get caught, sometimes in the minutia, that we miss out on God wanting to speak into our lives through His Word. Pastor David, the Bible is so boring. Listen. I'll be the first one to admit some of the begots and the genealogies and this this guy begot this guy and this guy begot. I don't want to read that stuff either. I like to sometimes because that's me and I find it kind of interesting. But that doesn't mean you have to get into it. Here's what I find interesting. Here's what I find amazing. I don't want to throw this, that wouldn't look good. Um, No. Hey, toss it. There you go. Here's what I find amazing about the Bible. It's so boring, people say. I can't get through it. But when we begin to look at Scripture as not just what God is speaking to them then, but God is speaking to us now, it will forever shift our view of it. Listen, God gave you direction and encouragement, and He did it through drama, He did it through comedy, He did it through sensuality, He did it through poetry. He spoke to you through imperfect men and women who can relate. Come on. He spoke to you through imperfect men and women who tried and failed time and time and time again. He clearly in Scripture points us towards eternal relationship with Him who was put on the cross in a bloody and brutal sacrifice. And then in that same Uh, In that same area of Scripture, we see the glorious victory. We see the defeat of the enemy when the stone is rolled away and the tomb lay empty. If you think the Bible is boring, I would say this. It's likely that you've never taken the time to study it. You say, Pastor David, you can't tell me if I've studied the Bible or not. I can tell you this, if you find the Bible boring, it's likely that you've never taken the time to read it and study it for yourself. Here's likely what happened. You've let other people do it for you. You've let pastors with no passion and no excitement and no zeal give you their interpretation of God's Word, and they do it with no passion and no excitement, and no zeal. So we come to a church, and we leave a church, and we go, man, I didn't get anything out of that. We go into a building, we sit on the pews, we hear the hymns, and we we leave, and we go, we didn't get anything out of that. There's one thing I know God's called me to, it's to preach the word of God with passion and excitement because He is speaking to us, right, Tim? It's the mission that God's given me, it's the mission God's given you. The Bible is the bread of life. It's God's word for our soul. It's the, hey, listen, I love this. It's written by the author, it's written by creator. It's the author of creation gave us his word he didn't leave us in the wind just to blow around he didn't leave us in the wind just to go to and fro wherever we go he gave us direction he gave us encouragement he gives us comfort you may not have heard the audible voice of god but i want to let you know god has clearly spoken to you this morning you stand with me this morning uh Austin will you come up and play a little bit Katrina someone God has clearly spoken to us this morning God clearly speaks to us through his word I want to hear the voice of God Pastor David I want to hear the voice of God. I want to know what he's spoken to me. That's why we open our Bibles. I pray that God gives me visions. I pray that God would give me dreams. I thank God for accurate and and biblical prophecy. I pray that God would audibly speak to me sometime. Man, that'd be cool. listen I believe the last few weeks and I believe that throughout our Christian life God is going to be continuously drawing us towards his presence he wants to know you more he wants us to know him more and so he gave us a description of his character and his attributes he gave us a description of his humor God has a sense of humor. We see it in Scripture. It's funny stuff. Some things that you would take really seriously, and I'm not going to go into all those things because now's not the time. But man, there's some really funny stuff in Scripture. He gives us drama. He gives us love letters. Read Song of Solomon sometime. There's sensual poetry in there for people who are missing. Missing out, on... God says, I'm your comfort. Not getting anything weird or whatever, but... He's the author of life. And I just want to know him more. How many are with me this morning? I just want to know you more, God. I just want to know you. I just want to be close to your presence. I want to be intimate with your spirit. I know there's so many times in our lives where distraction takes over. There's so many times in our life where where whatever's on the to-do list takes priority. I want to share with you this morning that God is calling you To closeness with him he wants to share his word for your life and then direct you to share it with those around you that's the mission God speak to me so that I can speak to others God speak to you so that you can speak to others I want to challenge you this week to open up your Bible. Don't turn to the genealogies that put you in a a tough place right away, but go go to the Psalms. Go to Romans. Go to Corinthians. Start somewhere with the word that God has for your life. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the message this morning. I thank you that you are calling us close to you. Lord, my prayer is that we would all respond to the invitation. My prayer is that we would all respond to the invitation of intimacy. Help us to put away distractions us to establish priorities that when we hunger and yearn for a word of God we can understand that we can only find it in the word of God you say pastor David what if what if I hear a prophecy or have a, a vision or a dream and it doesn't line up with God's word then it's not from God then it's not from God he won't speak against his own word. Most of the time he, he could just confirms what he's already laid on our hearts. So, Lord, I thank you for giving us direction in some sometimes supernatural and mystical ways. I thank you for giving us direction by your word, chapter and verse. Continue to speak to this church and to its people. Continue to speak to me, I pray. That we may be directed exactly where you want us to go. And directed to minister to the people that you've called us to minister to. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, I pray over these people. I pray that you would bless them and keep them that you would cause your face to shine down upon them. And Lord, I pray that you would give them rest in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you. I said amen the first time and then I gave you a PS. Is that okay? All right. I love you guys. God bless you. Enjoy your week. Uh, be careful. I know it's, you know, heat and all that good stuff we drink water. We love you. God bless you. See you next week.